0: Welcome to Home, Space, and Reason, a podcast about creating a home that thrives. Hi there, I'm Christina Browning, your host. If you know your home could be so much more than it is, I discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and automation. I'm the home functionality coach and realtor. I geek out on various subjects regarding your home and yard, challenging you to think of your space differently to get the most out of every square foot. I post questions for you to think through about your space and your reason. This podcast is all positive, offering you virtual fist bumps and celebrating every win. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect, but you can still aim for your best every day. In this episode, let's discuss you, how your mind works, and your home. As a realtor, I see firsthand that garages can get lost in unfinished projects. Guest rooms can become junk rooms where unfinished projects get closed behind a door so that no one can see. I have read statistics that more than half of U.S. homeowners have at least one uncompleted home project. Unfinished projects can add stress to your daily life, especially when you see the unfinished pieces laying around every single day and rendering entire spaces and sometimes rooms unusable. Newton's first law of motion says that a body in motion, stays in motion. Let me tell you, when I'm at the gym 4 days a week like I intended to be, it's so much easier to keep going. But when a pandemic gets in the way, we take a vacation, or an injury stops that momentum, it can be painfully difficult to start again. And the same goes for home projects. When you interrupt a task or the consistent focus, it can be really hard to pick it up again. Starting a new project is like falling in love. I got an idea! It's exciting, emotionally arousing, and infused with the natural motivator of novelty. Perhaps we even get obsessive about this new activity, can't sleep thinking about it all the time. We imagine it as all good and don't pay much attention to obstacles or downsides or challenges. Then, after a bit, it turns into harder work than we expected. It takes longer to complete than we'd imagined. We got stopped because we needed an additional tool or there's some drudgery involved we realize we aren't sure about the next step. And so work finally grinds to a halt. We usually don't even recognize it, that we've essentially quit trying because in our minds we imagine getting back to it as soon as it feels less hard or when we're in the mood or when we have time. This sort of procrastination may or may not be fueled by perfectionism Hello, I'm so guilty. But guess what? You've got to call yourself out on the carpet and stop with the excuses. Get it done, one bite at a time. Maybe you incentivize yourself and when you fully complete the project, you treat yourself to a new hammock for the yard or a new tent for camping Maybe it's the vacation you've wanted to go on, or maybe you've been eyeing that Corten steel planter that you've wanted for your yard. I would encourage either experience rewards or one thing that's very thought out. Please do not go out and go shopping as this adds to the amount of stuff you have accumulated in your home. We're slowly pulling back from that mentality with intentional purchases that are quality items that serve you for the long haul. Remember, quality in small amounts is better than quantity, even with food. Pick a project you haven't finished and get to work. Don't stop until it's completed. Don't look at any other unfinished projects. You are only authorized to think about and focus on one at a time. Make a deal with yourself, I'm going to reclaim this space. It does not matter that you had a hard time finishing it, now is the time. Adapt the mindset that you will work on it daily or often until it's done picture it finished in your mind. Action toward a goal makes us happy and anticipate achieving that goal. Stop thinking about all the reasons why you can't and only allow thoughts into your mind of how you can. Be a doer. Get this one thing done. Don't be a perfectionist. There's no such thing as perfect. Don't get caught going down that rabbit hole. Something completed but imperfect is better than something in flux and not done for an eternity. Also, calling yourself a perfectionist is not a good reason to not finish. Quit it. Break it down into manageable bits and start again. Let's talk about revising. Revising is the best friend to finishing. There are many projects that we finish, but perhaps didn't really pan out the way we'd hoped. Yeah. I'll give you an example of a trellis I built for our back patio. I painted it to blend in with the original post I mounted it to, put modern black planters on either side, and eagerly planted a passion flower in each one. Fast forward a few months and one died and the other only thrived when I moved it to a different location in the yard. There was simply too much sun for it there. Next I put in a honeysuckle. It was very near-death when I realized this whole idea was just not working out. My original concept, my vision of a beautiful lush vine here just didn't work. And that's okay. But I had to make it a priority to tear out the trellis, remove the planters, and use those things elsewhere to get the patio back to its pre-project state. What I just outlined were two revisions of my original plan. It was kind of the undoing and rethinking when things didn't pan out. The act of clearing out the planter and trellis made way for a thought that perhaps we could hang a track and curtains to block out the sun a bit, so our next iteration will be the growth of something good, possibly better than my original thought, because I was willing to admit something wasn't working and revise it and then ultimately remove it to amend the whole concept for the patio. Revise and finish is my theme for the year. It was actually my New Year's resolution. Let's get into questions to ask yourself about your home space and your reason. Question number one. How many projects have I started that I have not finished? Walk around into each room in your home, even into your backyard, and list them in one continual list. Question number two. Now reflect on the list. What is one project that I could finish this week? no matter how small. Question number three. What do I need to do to both start and facilitate the finishing of it? This might be as simple as finishing cleaning out the junk drawer, or maybe it's finishing a fence in the yard or cleaning out the kid's closet. Maybe it's finally ordering the giant dumpster from the city so you can rid the junk pile accumulating on the side of the house, which started when you bought your fixer upper and started tossing the previous owner's things they left behind into a pile to deal with another day. Just pick up the phone and make the reservation for the dumpster right now. Like, pause this podcast. Whatever it is, own it. Dissect it. Tackle it with a pragmatic mind as if you are at work and your job depends on it. Sometimes finishing something even means returning that last box of screws you realized that you didn't need for the project and they're still sitting on the counter. Still, two months later, one box of screws is really no big deal until that accumulates times many projects and suddenly your house is slowly filling up full of things you just might use someday or not. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know I love the Facebook group called Buy Nothing. It's based on geography and you can post things there that you no longer need. And someone who needs it will post that they want it. Most often they'll even come and pick it up. It's the opposite of wasteful. It's less spending and less items going into the landfill. It's better for our earth so consider joining your closest chapter next since you have your pencil out anyway i want to refer to a psychology today article by dr susan perry she discusses how to avoid getting stuck in the first place number one become aware of your pattern of starting and stopping A way to recognize a possible pattern is to list every past project you can recall, every class, resolution, language, book, or plan you've begun, and write down why you started this activity and then when and why you stopped. Can you determine any commonalities? Her suggestion for number two is research more deeply into your next project before jumping in. Learn what others have experienced when aiming toward your same goal. Don't think you'll be the first one to learn Mandarin in a month, or the first to complete a novel that needs no revising, or the first to lose much weight and keep it off while never feeling the least bit hungry. She says in number three, to know yourself and try to be realistic. If you're not particularly reality-based by nature, it may be a useful trait to work on. Setting goals that you can't possibly achieve while insisting you can and you will merely sets you up for failure. Number four is to make a timeline or write out a set of steps towards your goal. Adding structure to your plans can really help. So many words a day, so much time per week promised to this activity, and so on. It's not successes you're counting at this point, but rather specific efforts you can realistically make. And lastly, number five, ensure your main motivation is intrinsic. Do you really want to do this for personally meaningful reasons? Or do you think finishing your book will get you lots of money or prestige or the equivalent? If you can find pleasure in the doing, in the learning, you won't get as anxious when things take longer than expected. I really appreciated this list from her. Another form of revision is examining the things you don't use. I had a client that I sold a home for who owned a table she bought for, I don't know, a zillion dollars, and it was perfect. I mean, perfect. And you know, I don't use that word often. So perfect, in fact, that she had a cover over it all the time to protect it. And, (laughs) No one ate there because there was a cover over it. It took up square footage, prime square footage in the middle of an open floor plan. You couldn't even really see it to admire it because it was covered. Do you have an item like this? Why do you have it? Visiting these questions can be acts of revision. Why am I doing this? am I using this space wisely? And if I'm not, how can I make this space useful? How can I make this item more useful? Could someone else use it more than I am? I have said a few times that I don't believe into rushing any decision-making that pertains to homes. Yes, buying and selling can be a huge, life-changing decision, but I'm speaking about not rushing into your small decisions also because the small add up to big impacts on our world. Let's talk about when you see a thing you want, but you already have a thing. Do you buy it? I have a clothes basket. I have one. It works perfectly well. It's not especially cute. It's not particularly ugly i've had it forever i don't need two but then i saw this one that collapses have you seen this it literally folds flat so it can get tucked away all neat and tidy oh my gosh i want this clothes basket because you know i'm the space and reason gal but i don't need two clothes baskets And if I were to buy that one, I would have to dispose of the one I have in a responsible way, meaning not putting it into a landfill, but I would have to find someone who needs it and gift it forward all so I can spend more money on the newest thing. Do I have the money to spend? Yes. Have I done it? I have not because there's always the next thing. We don't need to run that rat race. This is partly where emptiness can come from. Focus maybe on what we do have instead of what we don't have, right? We don't need to buy more and more and cycle through materials when we have something that works just fine. Now, my opinion would change if you lived in a space where your washer and dryer are simply behind doors, maybe you don't have a laundry room, then the purchase is more about using space wisely and less about just wanting something cool. I think really examining your reason before your purchase, no matter how small the purchase, has significant value. This podcast is called Space and Reason because thinking through the reason in your purchases and how spaces function or don't function is just as important and value adding as deciding which home to buy. I go down this tangent because this could be an interpretation of revise. I'm going to update my things. Now please don't get me wrong, I'm all about updating your home so it feels enjoyable as the framework for your life, but you don't have to chase the next newest everything. There's a fine line there that I'm willing to walk. Should you find yourself just moving out of your parents' home and you need your first clothes basket, this would be a great clothes basket to consider. Splitting up with your partner and maybe she's taking the clothes basket and you need one. Voila. Perfect opportunity to buy yourself the one that collapses. When you revise your spaces to become more inspiring, it makes you want to spend time there. Your home is where you spend the vast majority of your time. So isn't it worth it to consider your spaces and how they make you feel? Revise them bit by thoughtful bit, one baby step at a time to more support your passions and your lifestyle. Your home can either support you or frustrate you, so revising areas of frustration or improving areas that are just okay can be a step in the right direction here is where self-discipline comes in. It takes like two seconds to buy something online and it's delivered to your doorstep within 24 hours. We live in an immediate gratification culture. And so I'm asking you to take more consideration before you click. Yes, this is another whole podcast, but I wanted to touch on it here because the word revise could be interpreted this way, and the way I'm hoping it's received is more about tweaking things that aren't working in your home so they function better, provide more joy, or bring you together more with the people who live under your roof. Not to be confused with add more stuff to your home that you need to organize, dust, and deal with. If you are replacing something, make sure you gift the old version forward on the Buy Nothing Facebook group page. I'm going to suggest incorporating a rule I use and love. If something comes into the house, something has to go out. Yep, this includes kids' toys. Holy buckets, can that become the most giant, engulfing, time-sucking rabbit hole ever. Can I get an amen, parents? Especially the little toys that have no place to live. Those ones that your kid got free in the take-home bag from his friend's party at the pizza place? It makes me want to scratch my eyes out. My favorite wrangling of this scenario is hanging the clear shoe pocket organizer on the back of the bedroom door. And that my friends is where all that little crap lives. They can see it. There is a place to put it besides the floor or jammed in a drawer that has nothing to do with any category never to be found again. You can couple in things like a set of jacks and the ball that goes with it into one pocket. And in my mind, that kind of equals a category in and of itself. It's one of my favorite solutions for all the tiny toys that have no neatly labeled bin to live in because they don't belong in a category And so maybe this is your revision of your kids' room or your revision of the entry hallway closet. You could have a pocket for your cards, a pocket for dice, a pocket for different mittens, gloves, and hats. This solution can help with revising so many spaces, making them more functional, and honestly just more of a pleasure to use. Let's use some technology to revise how we handle our daily commutes. Check the traffic en route to work using your Amazon Echoes traffic skill. To do this, enter a destination in the app. I will put these instructions on the Facebook group page for your reference. After you've entered this information, you can simply ask her, How's traffic to receive real-time information without keying in anything. What's that you say? You don't commute anymore? Well, if you've saved yourself the commute time that you used to have, take that exact commute time and commit to something that will move the needle for you in your life positively in some way. This is a revision of your habits and your life. Maybe you use that newly claimed time to benefit your mind. Can you start using the Headspace app and incorporate some meditation time? Or maybe use the app Blinkist to digest more thought provoking books. I wanted to take this opportunity to tell you about a genius home tip and a possible revision to your laundry routine. If you're putting something into your washer that you don't want to dry, Get a dry erase marker, the ones that have the magnet on the cap, which will magnetize itself discreetly to the side of your washer. And write on your washer, don't dry my jeans. And because it's a dry erase, you can wipe it right off once you hang them dry. Here's one more genius home tip for your morning coffee routine. If you like iced coffees, pour your leftover coffee into ice cube trays and freeze it so you can use it to chill your coffees without diluting it. Yay for refining habits. Notice your self-talk. Fretting about the future or worrying about the past does not ever help you or help to change anything. I am in control of how I feel, and I'm in control of my attitude. Pick a mantra to help you feel balanced and in control. Ariana Huffington shared something recently on LinkedIn that resonated with me. The post read in part, Even our worst enemies don't talk about us, the way we talk to ourselves about ourselves. I call this voice the obnoxious roommate living in our head. It feeds on putting us down, judging us, and doubting us. It's time to evict our obnoxious roommates. Yes, just yes. Revise and finish something. Pick a project and don't stop until it's done, and you'll feel like a million bucks. Also, I would love to hear about it because we always celebrate our wins on the Home Space and Reason Facebook group page. Please share it. I have a new client who is in the middle of building a home and she's in full out panic mode in preparation for the meeting with her builder and making the final decisions. Although she listened twice, To episode 31, she wanted some next-level hand-holding, and so she hired me to consult with her just during the decision-making period. And if this interests you, go to my website, spaceandreason.com, and click on the Imagine button. I would be happy to consult with you to get you confidently through the decisions so your home best suits your taste and functions optimally for your family. Today, I want to take a moment to say thank you to Lynette in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, who took the time to let me know that she was getting an error about one minute into a particular episode. I escalated the issue to the company that hosts the podcast. and It was fixed within 24 hours. If any of you find difficulty listening to this podcast, do let me know because I'd have no way of knowing your challenges if you don't communicate them to me. Thank you, Lynette, for taking your valuable time to let me know about the issue so I could fix it up like new. I appreciate you. The lack of variety in colors, in wood, and in textures make spaces flat and lack personality. But admittedly, it's easier to buy things that match. However, matchy-matchy is not a thing anymore, and if you're challenged by this like I was, check out episode 20 on how to create custom color palettes for your space with interesting texture and depth that reflect you and your personality. If you know someone in the greater metro Portland, Oregon area, in the market to buy or sell a home, kindly send them my way. The finest compliment I could ever receive is the confidence of your referral. Reach out to me through social media or my website spaceandreason.com. Follow me on all platforms under the handle SpaceAndReason. Thanks for sitting in on this conversation about creating a home that thrives. Have a great day.